Greetings, this is Bob Ponderelli, co-host with Mike Sherrick of Into the Gap Radio, which airs Saturday afternoons at 1 o'clock Central on 1590 AM and 95.9 FM Chicago. This is the podcast version of our show where you'll get highlights of our most recent episode. We also do an Into the Gap unfiltered podcast, and I'll have more details about that later in the episode. Okay, let's get started. Here's my co-host, Mike Sherrick. Oh, this might get my uh, cohort and uh, co-host and... I can't speak English today. Pain. No, no. My, my partner, Bob Ponarelli, and this is Into the Gap. And you're Mike Sherrick, by and the I'm way. And I'm Mike Sherrick. Yeah, boy, man. I'm tired. That's okay. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, like, I got about three hours of sleep last night. Okay, so I'm going to go really quick. Yeah. I have an announcement to make. Mike doesn't know this, but- You're pregnant. I'm, no, okay. but close. <laughs> so I am now identifying, and I'm going to put this to Mike. It's yeah. probably not going to be easy for him, but- my, I'm, I'm now identifying myself as Icha Spoon Chop. Icha Spoon Chop. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I, because I feel like it today. Okay. <laughs> because I feel like you know today I want to be identified as Icha Spoon Chop, and and I've got in touch with the station here. Yeah. And if you don't refer to me as Icha Spoon Chop, you can be censored in some way or penalized, right? Icha. Icha Spoon Chop. Icha. Spoon chop. Yeah. And so, I like, so now, so and, what you're saying is your change of identity. That's right. Is now my responsibility. Exactly. Awesome. And you'll Fantastic. be penalized if you don't and honor I'll be, it. Yes. And on top of that, yeah. because I'm going to legislate for this. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can get fined. And then later on, mm-hmm. when the, when the, uh, uh, Facial uh, recognition mm-hmm. cameras come online on yeah. every freaking corner. Yeah. Guess what? You have to say it like this. Eecha spoon chop. Okay. Like that. And if That's you don't awesome. say it like that, yeah. you're going to get penalized. I'm going to get penalized. Yeah. And you have to make the facial expressions like E. You got to go like a. <laughs> <laughs> like that. So I got to ask a question. Spoo. You got to make your lips Spoo. go like Spoon chop. Yeah. Spoon chop. Okay. Right, right. So I got to ask a question. Uh-huh. So if we're going to put this in, yes. do I have to do it in blackface? <laughs> You know what? Because I, we want to. We want to. It depends on what I feel like. Okay, because we want to exactly do all right. things acknowledging and praising exactly. Justin Trudeau. That's right. God, he's the most important human yeah. that God's ever created. So, in the spirit of this, I have to go quickly because we're going to eat up this first segment. Is documentation of existing conditions. Eat up, please. Rock on. Thank you. Yeah. And so, uh, uh, another. What, we should the, change your name up there by, to Echa Spoon e- Chop. You could do that. Yeah. Echa Spoon Chop. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, uh, martial arts word of the week, and yeah. I know Mike will love this. Yeah. It's called sensu waza, and it means giving the other person pain for the sake of educating them. Mm. I know you love that. I do. Uh, exactly. I do. Yeah. That, and th- so, that would re- kind of be the raspiness that you've referred to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I, we should talk. Well, we'll talk about that in another show, That'll but be next we, week. it'll be a good yeah. one. Yeah. It'll be next week. So look. Uh, remember, everybody, life's anomalies are there. They exist to keep us awake, so enjoy them. So I, I, I'm yeah. just going to bolt right into the news. So this is from uh, documentation of existing is documentation of existing conditions. We should get like if a we, theme song for that or something. We should. Yeah, yeah it should be. Like it should that. be like a technical kind of thing. You too. think? Maybe. I'm so a blues riff, but, this yeah. is from Rolo Tomasi, last week's guest who wrote the book The Rational Male. He's been saying for a long time what I'm about to read is mm-hmm. now becoming reality. San Diego State University is teaching students that pedophilia could merely be considered to be an alternative sexual orientation Mm. versus a crime. 
The actual topic we discussed in a class today at, at State University after watching an eight-minute Vice News video showcasing self-identified pedophiles, he says this is going to go mainstream. And that pedophilia, this, this, this mm-hmm. suggests, this class is, is suggesting mm-hmm. that pedophilia is an alternative sexual orientation and could be part of an acceptance of diverse sexual identities. Mm. And he's basically saying, you know, hello, this is what I've been telling y'all. Yeah. So that's that. That's one. So story. dating eleven-year-olds is going to be okay then. I I can I would imagine that's a possibility. Hmm. It do, all depends on how we feel. You know, it's that's mom- the whole point. It's moments. No thinking, feeling. Yes. It's moments thinking like bad. these. I wish Terry was here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. This would be a beautiful place oh, to get his opinion. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. That would be beautiful. Ooh, yeah. yeah. And he's also a tall and larger person. He's a very large human. So, yeah. uh, okay, then Tulsi Gabbard, who, you know, had to find something to keep the attention on her, in my opinion. I, I know I editorialized right there, but. Hey, listen, I'm, she, I'm not anti-Tulsi. Tulsi she, took a shot at Camilla, man. She tells. She took she, Camilla down. She says, uh, uh, this is on Breitbart News, of course, which yeah. is a lopsided, right-wing, mm-hmm. uh, dangerous for that matter. Who knows? Probably yeah. because they're on the conservative side. But she says, we. she's telling, saying this to Trump, we are not your prostitutes. You are not our pimp. Hmm. Uh, she's responding to uh, President Trump's comments about potential U.S. response to a recent attack by Houthi rebels on the oil fields in Saudi yeah. Arabia this yeah. week, as you know. Yeah. It's one item. Uh, here's an, This is a good one. This mm-hmm. is a special one, Mike. Mm-hmm. So this one is... The support animal. This is the list of support, support animals, animals that are now on airlines. This is no BS. Yeah. Okay, serious. Ducks. Nice. My support duck. P- ponies. My support pony. These are all actual, yeah. and you could go on the, uh, sure, sure. where I got this from, the sun. Yeah, the sun. You can go on the website and actually see photographs of these animals on aircraft. Uh, turkeys. Yeah. Kangaroos. Yeah. Squirrels. My support pigs, squirrel. Pigs. My support pig. Hamsters, okay. roosters. Where do you put the hamsters? Peacocks. Support gerbils? And do they, they have support gerbils? By the way, they don't say why, but they stopped taking pe- They said, this is where we draw the line at peacocks. Peacocks. Yeah. Monkeys. Yeah. And then uh, this is another one. An idiot passenger tries to board e- easy jet flight while smoking. And then uh, I thought of you when I read this one. Terrified passengers text their loved ones as a plane drops 29,000 feet in minutes. We could do an entire show on wow. what people are going to say to their loved ones on the way down. No, I mean, the funny stuff that might happen or the unexpected <laughs> stuff. Like, you know, I really wish I wouldn't have said did that you, did you hear, now that I'm alive. Did you hear about the American Airlines mechanic that was uh, uh, tied to ISIS that was just arrested because he sabotaged a plane? Yes, I did yeah. read that article. And then here's a, this is a kind of a little off color mm-hmm. here, but bloody gross. This is the, uh, a person's, a woman's, uh, Blister pops in mid-flight, spattering blood all over her fellow passengers. <laughs> okay. I God, I hate when that happens. And uh, uh, here's another one. Uh, the This is now the second person to die that accused Kevin Spacey of inappropriate sexual moves on them. Mm-hmm. And the kind of funny thing about this is uh, I don't want to get into the details. I don't know if I could, what I could say on air, but he was getting a massage, and then he... Uh, he asked this person, a, a man, giving mm-hmm. him a massage to touch him in a certain area, and mm-hmm. he wouldn't do that. And mm-hmm. then Spacey also allegedly asked him to perform a sex act, causing him to bolt from the session. Now, you got to ask, what did he say to ask him to bolt from the <laughs> session? You know God what I'm saying? only knows. You yeah. know, it's almost better not knowing because yeah. it's funnier. 
you know. This one is, the uh, next one is food is a weapon. And here is Kentucky Fried Chicken yeah. is field testing a piece of fried chicken between two fried donuts. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. And there's a picture of it that I'm sending to you just for the record. I bet it's got to be delicious. Uh, Yep. And here, now this one is just really insane. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, Mexican uh, cartel hit women. Okay. Yeah. They're like, they have like massive body counts of guys. Yeah. And uh, apparently one of them has come out and said that she has, uh, uh, what do you call it when you people do things with dead bodies sexually? Uh, narco- ne- ne- necrophilia. Necrophilia. She's yeah. performing necrophilia on her victims after beheading them. Wow, Which sounds strikingly similar to the Black Widow spider, right? That's a bit Who, weird, though. Isn't that a little strange? I, I mean, I yeah, there's certain requirements. But yeah. listen listen to this, Mike, and I'm this yeah. is serious. There's been 115,000 people die in the drug cartel wars in Mexico between 2008 and 2018. Mm-hmm. That's unbelievable. It's 11,000 a year. Okay. And this one says the uh, number of deaths to drug wars. Mm-hmm. Between January and June of this year was seventeen thousand. Mm-hmm. So and this psychologist is coming out. Uh, his name is Andrew Chesnut, not Chestnut. Mm-hmm. Andrew Chesnut mm-hmm. of Virginia Commonwealth University. He's saying that there's an inextricable link seconds. between sex and death. That's a show wow. we should have. I don't know, you know if we want to go there. This inextricable so. link between sex and death. I don't know, whatever. So, and then Bloomberg is saying uh, he should talk less. Yeah, you know. <laughs> He's saying that, uh, you know, being green, being a green company can make you some big bucks. You know what? We all know that. I want to share something. I was in a meeting this week with guys from, uh, what's the big waste management company? Yeah. In a town hall, in a city hall. Yeah. In a political environment. Yeah. And I learned something about recycling that uh, we all should know, but I'll, I'll tell you later. Well, say, say it to be, maybe to be. Well, we got 30 well, seconds to go. 90% of the recycling stuff we do gets yeah. shipped overseas. That's what I found out. Direct from the horse's mouth. So recycling is a big scam. We've got our guest, uh, Alan Myers, with us. Alan, you there? Good uh, day, gentlemen. Hey, man. How are hey. you? Another I'm guy from great. another guy from I'm... California. We are rocking the California market, right? Absolutely. I'm very happy to be on your program. I was listening to the first segment, laughing most of the time. I didn't know you guys did comedy. It's really it's, 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 it's not really comedy. Good. It's hard news, bro. <laughs> Which is just, what's the difference? Yeah, George Bernard Shaw said, "If you tell people the truth, you better make them laugh, or they'll kill you." So that's the basic premise of the show. So absolutely, yeah. So that's what it's about. So Alan, great. Uh, so Alan, from what I understand, you know, when you and I and Mike had spoken earlier about being a guest on the show, we all felt that your message about money, about the Federal Reserve, these kinds of things. So maybe you could l- give us a little bit of your background and how you came to the, your this current, you know, uh, punctual point in your life's journey. It was all a big accident. None of it was deliberate. Yeah. Uh, uh, over eight years ago, I picked up the book, and when I say pick it up, it was a struggle because it's over 600 pages. It's mm-hmm. called The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. Mm-hmm. And when I got the book, I thought, you got to be kidding me. Are you Really? 600 pages? Yeah. I can't tell you where within the pages of that book I woke up, but it is within the pages of that book I woke up. Mm-hmm. Year after year, I kept 
reading more, watching documentaries, getting involved in different groups, including the group founded by Mr. Griffin called Freedom Force International. Mm -hmm. I'm on the leadership council there. And other other members of whom are Robert Kiyosaki and so on, right? He's not on the leadership council, but he's been to the events that Freedom Force and Red Pill Expo put on. Okay. Anyway, I... As time went on, I ca- I'm a CPA forensic accountant by nature and by trade. Mm-hmm. So I look to details. Yeah. And as I got more and more into this topic, I kept going more and more to the fundamental details of the monetary system. What is the Fed? How does it operate? How do banks operate? I've also found out that none of this, because I've spoken to other CPAs, this is not in our educational system uh, to become an accountant. It's just not there. But what I also found out is that once getting to the very basics, this is not complex. Okay. What I, what I speak on and what I've and been on other radio programs, I put it this way. I talk about ABC, not Shakespeare. I talk about one, two, three, not calculus. This is not complex, but it is absolutely fundamentally necessary for people to understand how their monetary system really works, because only by that way will you know whether it's working for you or against you. Why do you think it occurs as complex, Alan? The uh, First of all, it, you hear about the Fed. And when I say Fed, I'm talking about the Federal Reserve System, the Federal Reserve Banks. Yeah. But it's it's just said the Fed, and it's in D.C., and it's run by economists. Oh, economics. Oh, that's too heavy. Right. Okay, I don't have a Ph.D. in economics. I'm not a high-flying Wall Street financier. Right. And what we get out of mainstream media is just a little washover. They talk about the Fed. They talk about interest rate setting, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's presented as being complex because if you actually got to the simple details, you would know it's not. And if you think it's complex, you're not going to ask the questions. So let let's. So is it safe to start with the simple details then? I I think that's exactly where we began. And one of the first things that I, because people talk about this all the time, but Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily agree with how they look at it. And that is, they'll talk about money. What is money? Mm -hmm. Right. What is money? Okay. (laughs) But now that you, you know, you said it. I know. (laughs) People go crazy for it. It'd be weird that they would go crazy for it without really knowing what it is. Yeah. Right. But before we get to what is money in our system today, we need to go back a bit. And the first thing is, what is the function of money? Money has one function. It facilitates, makes possible, makes happen an indirect transaction. Okay. Well, before we had money... And, you know, we're going way, way back. Mm-hmm. We had direct barter. Yeah. Well, people found out that direct barter is very time consuming, very inefficient, and doesn't always work. My goats for your flower kind of a thing. Apples for oranges, eggs yeah. for tomatoes. Right. Yeah. And you can't always Cuckoo make Cuckoo for deal. Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, gee. <laughs> 
anyway, to that point, it is people, not banks, not governments. It is people who created, developed, and matured the concept of money yeah. and facilitating an indirect transaction. Mm-hmm. So that's its main function. Okay. Next is what is the benefit that we get out of having a generally or universally accepted item of barter, medium of exchange? Those are some of the monetary system terms used for money. Okay. The benefit is we can become specialist. We don't have to provide for all our own food, all our own housing, all, all our own clothing. People became specialists. This is a great benefit of money. So in other words, what, you're, what I'm hearing you say is, is that when we left the world of barter and exchange and went to an actual monetary unit of some kind, we advanced culturally as a result of our, our freedom, quote unquote, freedom to pick a particular path for ourselves for whatever reason that might be, whether it's by nature, nurture, or intention, blah, blah, blah. And we're able to, we were able to specialize and that's it. Period. I I also see it as a way. I've heard that before. Yeah. I also see it as a way to kind of create community where you can, you know, you can build a house and you could do the plumbing and you could do the farming and you can do this. Like everyone can do what they're actually called to do and they enjoy doing. It allow, it allow, as you specialize in something, Mm -hmm. typically, a person gets better and better at it, which means, well, I don't have to worry about my plumbing. I got somebody down the street who can do it. I'm going to go do my job or or whatever else. And because we were specializing, we get better and better at what we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not everybody's cut out to be a farmer. Right. And if you, if you're not a good farmer and you have to rely on all the food you grow. Yeah. You're going hungry. Society was able to develop around this and get better and better. So we, so money brings a great function, Mm -hmm. facilitates the indirect transaction. Mm -hmm. It brings a great benefit, Mm -hmm. the ability to specialize. Okay. Now we're ready to talk about what is money in our system. Okay. And there's terms people use it. Oh, I want sound money. I want gold backed, silver backed money. I hate fiat money. Mm-hmm. All of this. Crypto. We'll talk oh, about that later. Oh, the, you know, the Fed has too much money. The, you know, on and on and on. Yeah. The problem is when they say this, they don't understand what money is in our system. Okay. In our system today, and when I say that, I mean the U.S., uh, the, the Federal Reserve System, our monetary system. Yeah. There is a term, an economic monetary system term called M1. Yep. Now, we know M1 is a great tank and a great rifle, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> M1 is, M stands for money. Yep. One stands for the number one supply. This is the number one supply of money in the country that is considered on demand, spendable now. Okay. It, has four, it has four components in it. Yep. It has the cash in circulation in country. I'm going to tell you what they are, then I'll explain them. Cash in country in circulation. Coin in country in circulation. Electronic digits in checking accounts. Not savings or anything else, just checking accounts. Okay. And traveler's checks issued by non-banks. For traveler's checks issued by non-banks, yeah. just, just put it away. Forget it. It's, it's de minimis. So we're going to deal with the big three. 
cash, coin, and electronic digits and checking accounts. When I say cash in country in circulation, in country means in the U.S. In circulation means in your pocket and my pocket. Okay. Same with coin. Electronic digits, your checking account, my checking account, any kind of demand deposit account. Savings accounts and CDs, they're in, in what's called M2. Okay. So that's that's M1. All right. You have it. I have it. Uh, based on the definitions I've read, I, it's never clear, but I'll say state governments have M1. Okay. Okay. All right. But right now, we'll just say people have M1. Got it. Now, you know, if you go to the bank and they actually let you into the vault, you'd see a bunch of cash and coin, right? Yep. Okay. Is that in, in the hands of a bank? Is all that cash and coin in the vault and teller drawers part of the M1 money supply? No. Probably not. Yeah. It's not. In the hands of a bank, it's called reserves. Reserves are not money. Money are not reserves. Hmm. These are, in essence, two separate, lack of a better term, currencies mm -hmm. that exist in our system today. Hmm. The U.S. government. U.S. government actually has cash and coin in its possession. Is it money? No. It's reserves. So it's only money if it's moving. No, it's only money if we have it. If banks have it, it's reserves. If the U.S. government has it, it's reserves. Now we get to the Fed system, the Fed banks. There's right. 12 of them. All right. They, they, have, they have, in essence, cash and coin in their physical possession. Okay. Is it money? No. It's not. Is it reserves? No. No. The Fed system itself actually has no money or reserves in its own, own name. In fact, none of the 12 banks even have a bank account in their own name. Yep. Now, I'm, you guys are probably old enough to remember Star Trek The Next Generation. Yep. Do you remember the replicator? Yeah. Okay. Captain Picard would stand next to his replicator in the, in the ready room. And for those who don't know what it replicator Alan? is it looks like looks like a microwave oven built into a wall we got 30 seconds we got 30 seconds Alan. okay so if you can come back well, and, yeah i'll be real quick okay. the thing is is the fed has no money or reserves because it's got a replicator it creates reserves okay. it doesn't need to have them because it creates them okay you know i just want to say something about alan as a guest uh he kind of fulfills a lot of the mission of the show which in addition to having some fun of course is really about life. It's, it's about leadership, lifelong learning, and critical thinking. And uh, Alan is a person that, um, from what I can tell so far, and from what we've spoken earlier, uh, is engaged in both as a leader, coming out and talking about stuff that very few people will talk about or or seek out, and uh, is giving all of us an opportunity for for learning and and you know how to use our noodle, how to use our you know it's our wits that make us men. So Alan, please continue. Well, can I put in Thank one you. thing too? Thank you. Sure, Mike. I, one of the things I think that's really the gift of what Alan brings yep. is in educating people about how money works, yep. it actually allows for people to have agency in their decisions around money. Love that word all the right? time. <laughs> because all too often, you know, folks will throw their hands up yep. and they become, you know, victims to whatever the system is. Yeah. And so, Alan, that's, that's why we brought you on and I really appreciate the work you do. So thank you for that. Gentlemen, thank you for the really kind words. I appreciate it. During the break, I was thinking of some other things to talk about, but just to wrap this up, money is what people have. 
yet, and I haven't gotten to this part, where does money come from? The tooth and fairy, keep it, right? Well, in my life, yes. <laughs> yeah. The And lately, the tooth fairy has been really short, so I don't like that. <laughs> but what? keep in mind, it's people that came up with the idea of money, mm-hmm. not banks, not governments. Right. Today in our system, money only comes from banks. They are the sole creators of money. And what? How? How are things supposed to be according to the Constitution? Well, the Constitution. Or am I, or am I getting ahead of things? Let me know. Yeah, a little ahead because I want to okay, get through the basics ahead. first. Sure, sure. The the. Now we're relying on you to watch your time to get as much as in as you can because you right. know. Yeah. When's our next break? Uh, about nine minutes. About, yeah, about nine minutes. Okay, yeah. I'll get going. Anyway, the think about it. People created the idea of money, developed it, matured it. Yeah. And then Congress, in its eminent wisdom, yeah. passed, and Woodrow Wilson, may he rot, signed the Federal Reserve Act of 1913. <laughs> Our yeah. first which socialist gave, president. Which gave the sole power to create money, yeah. not, to the, not to the Fed, the Federal Reserve System, yeah. not to the U.S. government, but to private banks. Okay. Banks are the sole creators of money, yet we, the people, are the only ones that have, that actually use money. Somebody's going to come back and say, okay, Alan, I get it, I get it, but we don't have any problems in this system. Everything is okie dokie. And I'll say, let me give you three. Okay. There are three things that are in our system, in our lives, in our knowledge base every day yes. that we have learned to accept as normal, okay, no big deal. All right. Inflation, yep. federal taxation, and national debt. Take inflation. In 1914, because that's when the Federal Reserve Bank of New York went operational, one dollar, one nineteen fourteen dollar had the purchasing power of a hundred nineteen fourteen pennies. And when I give a speech, that's when I drop the hundred pennies on the floor. Hmm. In today's dollar, yeah. this is not me, this is the economist talking about it. Today's yeah. dollar has the purchasing power of three nineteen fourteen pennies. Okay. Which is why that, things are "quote unquote" expensive. Why? How? Why is housing going up? Why are the prices? In oh, in houses. a way, yeah, things are not more expensive today because they're more valuable. It's because the purchasing power of the dollar has almost gone to zero compared to 1914, yep. which is really odd because one of the mandates the Fed has what's called the dual mandate. Mm-hmm. But in the dual mandate, there's three things. Okay, and I'm thinking this is a problem. The Federal Reserve System can't count. Yeah. Anyway, the three uh, mandates are long, moderate long-term interest rates, stable prices, full employment of people and resources. Stick with stable prices. If prices have constantly gone up due to inflation, do yeah. we have stable prices? No, which means the Fed has failed one of its mandates. Okay, check. That's inflation. Yeah. Next. Federal income tax. Why do we have a federal income tax? Oh, come on, Alan. You, you know, the, the government has to, they, they have to tax us because they that's the how they get their- The roads. No, and, those are paid by state. That's how they get the funding. And I'm thinking, how many decades over all the centuries did the federal government not have a federal income tax? The reason we have a federal income tax is because the people, we the people, do not control- the power 
and the benefit that comes from money creation. If money creation was taken away from banks, I like banks, I don't hate banks. We need them, we need the people, we need the buildings, but we need to take back the power to create money and use that power and the benefit and fund our federal government without federal taxation. Yeah. And finally, we have the national debt. Okay. Now, I, I've studied this a lot. It's one of my favorite topics. It's now $22.5 Saying trillion to most people doesn't do anything because mm-hmm. it's a word. It's not a number. Yeah. Yes, a trillion is one followed by 12 zeros. Yes, a trillion is a thousand billion. Let me put trillion in common understandable units to okay. give you an idea of the magnitude of 22 and a half trillion of debt. Okay. One trillion seconds. You snap your fingers, you got a second. One trillion seconds is 31,709 years. <laughs> Okay, you're not going to live that long. So let's say you decide to get some exercise and you want to walk a trillion inches. Easy squeezy, right? Yeah. To walk a trillion inches, you'd walk a distance equal to 633 times around the Earth at the equator. One lap, 24,500 miles. Okay, that ain't going to happen. Last, last effort. You want to be the first one to get that trillion mile frequent flyer card, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. To get the trillion mile frequent flyer card, you will have to fly a distance equal to 107 round trips, Earth to Pluto and back. Okay, our national debt is over 22 and a half trillion. People are are barking about how it has increased under the current administration. No one barked at all that under the prior administration, it's like it's eight years. They accumulated or added to the debt 9.3 trillion. In fact, the first day that Trump took office, yeah. the the national debt was just under 20 trillion, and it, it's amazing how it hung under there for so long. Yeah. But let's say 20 trillion for round numbers. Yeah, 78% of the 20 trillion on the first day of Trump yeah. was acquired in the prior 24 years. Hmm. 15 and a half trillion dollars was added in 24 years houston we got a problem right we need we need to take back the monetary system so our federal government doesn't tax has no ability to borrow because our national debt now you you gentlemen understand what a ponzi scheme is right yep yeah my understanding of a ponzi scheme is it's a investment opportunity that has really no legitimate business operation or an insufficient operation to be able to pay back the borrowing, right? Yeah, it's a hustle. It keeps on, it takes the money it takes in now to pay off the the past debtors. Yeah, until they run out of new lenders. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, tell me what, and I'm asking, tell me what's the difference between a Ponzi scheme and the U.S. government borrowing money? There is none. So eventually, eventually there will become a collapse, this and and some people said, oh, it's okay because we just borrowed it from ourselves. No, this is not okay. Think about all the public. One example. Think about all the public and private pension plans mm-hmm. that are already seriously underfunded, and in in the process, because they were pensions, they had to invest in AAA rated stuff, so they went to treasuries. Well, they're they're. Benefits are based on a return of investment of 
five to eight percent. Well, they're not getting it. So now to help offset this complete loss of return of investment because treasuries are, are producing so low interest, they're going into more speculative speculative investments. They're already underfunded. Yeah. And what happens, not if, when they can't cash in the treasuries to make their benefit payments on, on institutions that are already seriously underfunded. Right. Okay. This is not an if, this is a when situation. Yeah. Right. And the beginning of understanding what we need to do and how we can get it done because there are answers, simple answers. We got to understand what we're talking about today. What is money? Who has it? How is it created? And and the one topic we can get into later if you want is money is actually extinguished. It's created. It comes into existence. It's extinguished. It goes out of existence. Mm -hmm. Nobody talks about that money gets extinguished. So given, uh, you know, we we're coming onto the sands of the hourglass here. Uh, on the, <laughs> uh, we got two minutes left for this segment, and then the final segment comes up, and then I'm gonna, you know, kind of depend on you to kind of create some, I don't know, plateaus here, and then a cap on the whole thing. I probably want to end with in the next segment. You know, wh- where do we go from here? But what's right. the next? What's the next step that you see in in having us get educated on what's going on at least to this point now? Because it it this look this is a this is a pretty complicated conversation for everybody well, i, I believe know, yeah everyone's maybe running, necessarily or not but yeah everyone's right. running in front of the train and hoping it doesn't end well i'm it, well, it's musical <laughs> chairs right that's really what it is yeah i like the train analogy and yeah i mean you don't have to be the fastest you just don't want to be the slowest exactly but that, yeah but that's kind of like with wolves too the the basic thing is to start asking questions mm-hmm. uh, a, my a group that i'm involved with with we've got a website we're just beginning to get it active it's called fedead f-e-d-e-d dot u-s okay uh something that i've written which i call fedead okay uh is going to be going up pretty soon where people can read the modules the vast majority of the modules are one page in length okay and it takes the reader step by step Uh the one thing i would I would ask is let's not talk about this topic as being complex or complicated because as soon as we do, that puts a blanket over it. Absolutely. And, and we're almost ready to go, but go ahead. The first day that we all went to kindergarten, we'd never seen the alphabet. Oh my gosh. Right. 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 But, but we got walked through it and, and it's, it's easy squeezy. If we just understand that this is not complicated, we just haven't, been given the education here we go hold that thought for the next up and uh, we're going to a break this is bob ponterelli of into the gap and there's a great store i recently discovered out in melrose park it's called suburban sporting goods whether it's for home protection life safety law enforcement or just for sport suburban sporting goods has been serving the firearm community for over 72 years they also maintain a state-of-the-art gunsmith shop backed by a lifetime of experience so the next time you're thinking about quality in firearms think suburban sporting goods they're at 2306 west north avenue in melrose park find them online at suburbansportinggoods.com 
Greetings, this is Bob Pontarelli of Into the Gap, and we're really psyched to have the High PSI company sponsoring our show. High PSI was founded in 1976 and provides the industrial cleaning industry's finest pressure washers and cleaners. They also represent brands like Hotsey, Alcoda, and Aladdin, as well as single operator fleet wash systems. You can access their services and a very competent, dedicated staff through their website at highpsi.com, or just give them a call at 800-666-3900. You're listening to Into the Gap, the podcast, where we bring you highlights of our weekly radio show, which airs Saturdays at 1 o'clock Central Time on WCGO AM and FM, Evanston, Chicago. We also recently introduced the Into the Gap Unfiltered podcast, where leadership, lifelong learning, and critical thinking are leveraged in the service of freedom and liberty. Find it, rate it, and subscribe to it on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. The latest episodes of that podcast, and this one too, are available on SoundCloud at Into the Gap Media and on our website, intothegapmedia.com. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, comments, or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, please email me at bob at intothegapmedia.com. Let's go back to the show now. Here's my partner, Mike Sherrick. So, Alan, I was talking with Bob on the, you know, in the break here, and uh, when I hear trillion and you put it in the context you do, like, it's so vast and so large, like it doesn't even, it becomes almost unrelatable. Right. So my question becomes, as... You know, if I'm a guy who's a plumber and I'm making 75 grand a year, busting my hump, you know, to pay my mortgage, put my kids through school, what, what should I be looking out for and what should I be doing to, to, to make this all work and not be part of this thing that just seems to be this out of control monster? The, I liken it to, and, and I don't make light of this disaster, I liken it to the Titanic, the Titanic was doing just fine until it hit the iceberg. Yeah. By design, they did not have enough boats on the Titanic for every passenger and crew. Mm-hmm. They had maybe two for every three. Mm-hmm. But because the Titanic was viewed as being unsinkable, mm-hmm. well, we don't have to train our people to know how to load the lifeboats because we're never going to use them. Right. Ultimately, about a third of the passengers and crew got off the the Titanic. Everybody else went down, Mm -hmm. including the thoroughbred horse that was on the boat, too. Well, when people talk about how am I going to do this, think about the Titanic. If we don't change course, if we don't make sure that our America changes course in how we construct a monetary system and bring it about to the benefit of the people and the control of the people history is going to repeat Uh, you take a look at think about the great depression milton friedman nobel prize winning economist is quoted as saying in part that the fed definitely the word definitely created the great depression Think about that. And I, 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 I cite a book uh, whose author I had the uh, opportunity to listen to a bit about uh, this week. Uh, his name is uh, Wayne Jett, and he wrote a book called The Fruits of Graft. And uh, it sounds amazing. And it's just, it's just the whole point of his book is about, about that. So, uh, again, I want to kind of like uh, back up what Mike said, by the way, if I may say, which is, yeah. you know, what, you know, right in front of us, what can we do right what, in front of what, us? What you can do 
yeah, and you know, if you can help me get this out, that's great. That's, People that's have to get enough enough education so they know what to do. And what and the only thing that we can do, and this is going to have to happen from the bottom up, not the top down. Yeah. If it's going to happen from the top down, it would have already been done. Yeah. We have to demand to take the power to create money away from banks yeah. and return it to the benefit control of the people. Period. Until we do, until we do that, we're not getting off the Titanic. And how and do we say, like Mike said, how, how does uh, how does that plumber? What's he how doing? Does the is plumber he, do is he it? calling his? Is he? You, you yeah. Know, you, what's he doing? Okay. The only way this is going to get done, uh, again, intellectual it's a revolution. revolution. <laughs> it's a revolution, but not a violent one. Yep. We, you tell your, your, and I call them elected employees, the people in DC who are not doing their job. Yeah. So the, the AOC, the AOCs of the world. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> you're not giving me much. You may not be a good example. You're not giving but... me much hope, bro. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. My put elected. That, put, my elected employee is in the crew with AOC. Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, find somebody who going? isn't or, or get others. You'd get We're your family. We're in you Illinois. get your family. You get your friends. <laughs> yeah. You get your neighbors. You get your coworkers. And you, t- and you send three emails, one to each one. Yep. You send three. Um, you make three phone calls. You could send it to the White House, too, and say, get this done or don't come home. Period. All, all the more reason our friend Jim Overweiss has to get elected, right? I'm, and it, it, and when all the modules are up on Fed Ed, one of the one of the modules, module seventeen, has a draft email okay. uh, that that somebody could use as 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 a template for sending the message to DC. Eventually, it's get this done or don't come home, because we have to take back control ownership and benefit of the monetary system because right now we have more debt in our system than we have money to pay it off and nobody said it better than john adams on in this regard he's quoted as saying and think about this this is 1790s eight early 1800s there's two ways to conquer and enslave a nation Note the words conquer and enslave. There's two ways to conquer and enslave a nation. One is by the sword, the other by debt. We are being conquered by debt. Alan, I want to, again, uh, dovetail with Mike, and that is we live in Illinois where we don't have friends. We have comrades. And, (laughs) And so if you live in a state like we are in where there is an entrenchment of it's like overwhelming force. I mean, and the state got, the state is on the brink of bankruptcy. Also, the state's on the brink of, brink of bankruptcy, and you know the northern part of the state is subsumed by a particular vision. It, it actually, of the country. it actually makes the USSR or Russia occur as a free sovereign nation. <laughs> so, so what, what you know in a state like I mean, I could look, I could call Dick Durbin all day long and tell him all kinds of things, and to to not vote on certain things, this is not going to do anything. So part of that, I, I, I get it. And I, the, who was the, um, don't forget the mayor, we got Tam- who was the mayor of Chicago? Lori Lightfoot. No, who was Rahm Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel. Yeah. Wasn't it, wasn't Rahm Emanuel's suggestion for fixing the city's pension plan is to issue more bonds. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. That that's brilliant. More yeah. debt. Uh, in Illinois, he I used to say, work for Goldman Sachs, by the way. 
and Barack Obama. He was his chief of staff. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, I know. yeah. The, the the only thing to do is you have to find like-minded people. You have to you have and and for those people who might be on the the fence or just a little over, they can get educated to seeing your system is not working. Your system is not functional, and what's coming is going to make the Great Depression look like a picnic. Bob, I just see the state of Idaho all of a sudden having this huge rush of people moving into it, you know? <laughs> because of? Well, it's a free state, you know? It comes down to the basic education first. Yeah. And once that's out yeah. and understood, the answers become quite obvious. Yeah. Please. And, and the beauty part about this is we don't need 50% participation, 80%. We need 3 to 10% of the population to demand this change. It will get done. Yeah. Okay. Hey, so go ahead, Mom. Sorry. We're going to have to wrap up. We're yeah, we got two minutes end. left. Alan, I just, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way for them to tap into your, uh, your educational platform? Right now, again, FedEd is just become just coming up, and we don't have contact. I would say for your listeners, if yeah. you don't mind, for the short time, sure, uh, have them contact you. Uh, and Bob, Mike, you Mike get, at IntoTheGapMedia.com and Bob at IntoTheGapMedia.com. That's Mike at IntoTheGapMedia.com and Bob at IntoTheGapMedia.com. And just Media. pass along their information, and cool. I'll reach back for the short time. Do you have a presence on Twitter or Facebook or uh, LinkedIn no. or anything like that? No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, and I and I, you know, again, more and more effort is being put into our website yeah. to get uh, to get content and to allow people to communicate with us. But if you don't mind, for the short run, yeah, we'll uh, let people conduit. contact let people contact you and you pass it on to me. Alan, thanks so much for joining us today, man. It's been a it's been a joy to have you share your knowledge with us. Oh, thank, thank you so much. Appreciate it, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for all big the work. On, big, big honor to be on your program. Yeah, and thanks for the work you're doing to um, educate people on this uh, problem, given uh, that there are so few people actually doing so. You're you're in a rare group of people that's actually attempting to get and get this into people's heads as you know, as something that is possible to take on. Uh, thank you so much for the kind thanks, words. Alan. It's not only possible, it's absolutely necessary. Well, thanks, my friend. Well, guys, we're wrapping up here. Please allow us to thank you for listening to this show, as we are only too aware that your support makes it possible. 